BYU Sports Station. Talk about a winning weekend for BYU Athletics, headlined by a championship for the number one Cougars. Two head coaches have played a role in the winning weekend. Mike Littlewood and Sean Olmstead discuss baseball and volleyball in studio. Plus, a record-breaking performance on the track, and BYU Rugby wins by triple digits. Wait, let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, April 11th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who has seen almost every movie on the IMDb Top 100. Right, Jerem? Uh, 50. I'm going for the Woo! top 50. Trying. Yeah. There's, you, there's how, some I might not see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. How do you find time for that? It's more during the summer. <laughs> yeah. It's not... It's, I mean, in season, it's kind of two... Se- there's, there's three seasons for us, okay? We do the show all year round, so that's the most consistent thing in my life, period, right? Is that this show is every day. Um, and the sun comes up. There's football season with other, you know, soccer, volleyball, and whatnot. Um, then you have men's basketball season slash volleyball, for me at least. And you have baseball, softball, gymnastics, women's basketball. And then there's the, you know, May, June, July, where there's way less, right? Still have the show, but, it's, but a little less, which is nice. The off season? Because, yeah, because then you gear up for football season, which is very busy and very exciting. We have a new hashtag for our show. Do it. There is no off season. Oh my god! <laughs> go get that money. We, we go every Grind day, it. man. Yeah. Would you ever consider being a movie critic? Like, I think that you could do that and be good at it. I Seriously, I don't know if I can um, explain myself well enough. Like, like the people that write really well, most of the time have a hard time doing something, you know, live and spitting it out. And okay, coherent thoughts. Don't have time to edit yourself. You're just sitting here live. Just spit it out there. There it was. It came out on TV or whatever. That, so it's a it's a challenge to to do that for me. I don't think I could do it. Could Be Siskel and Ebert, dude. Like forget oh, those, it, for, forget about writing it. Unbelievable. Forget about writing it. Well, just they, would, ta- they just wrote, talk. I know, but just talk about it in the Chicago Times or whatever. I, yes. I don't know which paper, but they wrote too. By Remember way, back in the day, you look up the movie times in the newspaper. Oh yeah, I just had that flashback. Or call what? and like listen to all of the <laughs> movie times on the phone. This uh, is movie phone. Yeah, <laughs> big <Trump>. will air <laughs> nine times today. Eleven ten, one fifteen. Why don't you just tell me the movie you want to see? <laughs> oh, I I'm so glad that technology has advanced some things like that. Yeah, a little better. Thank you, Flickster wow. app. Speaking of a guy who's writing his own story, Shaq Walker oh my goodness. continues to just destroy BYU records. We'll, we'll get to the specifics. His own record. We'll get to the specifics of that in a moment. Um, but Shaq Walker came on the show. The karma gave him the boost, baby. He gave him the boost. There have been some fantastic manifestations of the BYU Sports Nation karma over the past few weeks. We'll get into that. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a couple guys that it helped last week as well. All Mike Littlewood of, and Sean Olmstead yeah, today man. on the show. Woo. All part of a big weekend. And here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Looking back at that winning weekend for BYU, top-ranked men's volleyball crushed USC in three Friday and Saturday to win the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation regular season title for the third time in the last four seasons. The Cougars will host the Anteaters of UC Irvine Saturday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. It's on to tournament time now. Yeah, it's the MPSF quarterfinal. Federation champs! 
Federation. That's the name of the thing. It's Captain funny. Jean-Luc Picard is really <laughs> impressed. Exactly. 22nd ranked Batcats beat San Diego in baseball Friday and, and lost Saturday, but won the series 2-1, so the Mustache Mafia survives. They win series, they keep the mustache. BYU hosts Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Three different BYU Cougars had notable performances in the Sun Angel Classic from track and field in Tempe over the weekend, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Shaq Walker's 144.99, sub-145, in the 800 meters is the fastest time in the NCAA since 2012. And a new BYU record. Congratulations. That boy, Shaq. Shaq Walker. Shaq Walker. Yeah, no, stop it. <laughs> Fantastic, right? And that's not the only one from the weekend. Uh, Shay Collinsworth ran a 2-minute, 3-second, 2100s. 800, that's the fourth fastest time in BYU history, fourth Woo. fastest time in the country. And don't forget about Jesse White, who said when he saw the time, he was like, I couldn't believe how fast it was. I thought the clock was broken or something. He ran the fourth fastest 400 in school history with a 45.92. So well done. Whenever I hear Jesse White, who's on the track team, I think Jesse Pinkman and Walter White. This is the Breaking Bad combo name guy. Awesome. <laughs> Top-ranked rugby beat Arizona State. I'm going to say this clearly so everyone hears. 113 to 8 in the varsity cup round excuse, of 16. Excuse me? 113 to 8. That's just mean. That's just mean. <laughs> BYU plays uh, Dartmouth this weekend. I was going to say something sarcastic about Ivy League, but I couldn't think of anything. Oh. Dartmouth <laughs> this weekend at Dartmouth. If you're the top ranked team in the country, for some reason you're going to go to Arizona State and to Dartmouth. I'm thinking of really cheesy things. Now. I know. Dartmouth, like Arrow Ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, that's why, that's why I kept myself. Cornell, you ever heard of it? Uh, uh, yes, I have. Thank you, Andy. Uh, <laughs> rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. <laughs> You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Weekend at Brigham's. Couple of singles tonight for Chauncey. That ball to left field. Deep and rose to the wall. One run scores. Here comes two and potentially three. A bases clearing double. Malahi bumps that. Out of system. Here's BYU. Henniger gets it to go. And BYU is the 2016 Mountain Pacific Sports Federation regular season champs. Like I said, it was a great weekend. Just two of the highlights from that winning BYU Those are weekend. Well called. Primarily by you. <laughs> just kidding. Primarily, Primarily by, by you. By, 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 by. <laughs> just, what the echo? Just two of the highlights from, from the weekend, which brings us to our Twitter question. What was the most impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. At Triple Crown Coog. Shaq Walker 880 with the nation's top time. Now that is impressive. Not only that, fastest time in four years. Yeah, new school record, fastest time in four years in the NCAA. He talked about wanting to make uh, you know, the Olympics. Hey, if you can run sub-145 like talked about, we'll break that down in a second. That's pretty good. Okay, to me, the answer is this. Joey Lawrence saw the rugby score and was like, whoa! But <laughs> I go with baseball because they had not defeated San Diego as a member of the West Coast Conference, then they win Thursday. They pound them again Friday. They lost Saturday. In the end, win series. You, BYU wanted the sweep, but win series. The Mustache Mafia stays alive, and BYU is what? Are they 25-5? and five? 25 wins. Holy shnikes! 35 five in the losses. RPI. Huge series at St. Mary's. We'll talk to Mike Littlewood coming up about that. Utah tomorrow. So to me, the Batcats were the most impressive thing because of the context of that. 
They continue to win, and they've done something now that they had never done before, and that is take care of San Diego. That had been the thorn in their side. 0-15 going into that series. They take the series with... I mean, they didn't just win close games. They destroyed them on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game on Saturday, too, but they won the series for the first time ever. So that... Listen, I think it's a fantastic accomplishment, but how many guys individually run the fastest time in a four-year period. I'm going with Shaq Walker. And because he came on the show, in fact, listen to what he said on the show. Try to, you know, run a best time, have a personal best, run, um, yeah, just as fast as I possibly can. I like to go under a minute 45, and so we'll we'll see what happens. What you meant was, whoa, uh, I want to go under 145. Shaq Walker runs a 144 Point nine nine. <laughs> Thank goodness it was the point nine nine. <laughs> he did it. He came on the show, got the karma, and all he does is break records. His own record. So his impressive. own record. That's that right. dude is That's unbelievable. Right. And he's like, yeah, he he's never satisfied though. So he's like, yeah, I'm really happy and it's cool, but I can do better. Like, what? enjoy the because moment. Because it's April 11th. This is the third weekend of the outdoor season. He said he wants. He said he wants to get to the Olympics, and the next step was going under 145. Check. He was sixth last year. He's got to be in the top three. That, that's really impressive. I, I, I see rugby as an impressive feat as well. As I mentioned, 113 to 8 in the round of 16. You beat a team by 105 points. 113 to 8. And then, so that's one Pac 12 team. The other Pac 12 team, USC in men's volleyball, has had an underwhelming season. BYU takes it to them, wins uh, both matches in three, wins the MPSF title. Federation champs. So BYU's the one seed now. They will host UC Irvine Saturday in the NPSF quarterfinals. We'll talk to Sean Olmstead coming up about that feat and that match. Irvine scares me to death, by the way, uh, as an eight seed. So that's a big match Saturday. Then if BYU wins that, they host semifinals and finals. That's big time. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. What was the most impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? Along with what Jerem said, he picked the Batcats of BYU baseball and 25-5. and five. What happened? What happened from one year to the next for this to go down on the field? Mike Littlewood offered his opinion on the matter. That's the whole thing that we've been trying to do here is change the culture to where when you walk on the field, you expect to win no matter who it is. And we have that feeling right now, and I feel like we're, we're a team that should, should win the series against them. You have to come out and, and prove that, though. Did BYU baseball have the best weekend ever? Because they came out and won the series against San Diego for the first time. Oh, and Mike Rucker, oh, their ace, is 7-0 and in WCC. Yeah, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Got to qualify um, that, right? Yeah, ever! I, I had this thought over the weekend, too. If, like, China, with their history, did what we do in the U.S., you know how we're like, oh, the 186th semi-annual you know, general conference? This is the 4,083rd. Like, they have way more history yeah. than us. We're like, ever since 1980. That hasn't really <laughs> been that long, right? Yeah, 36 years or whatever. It, th- that win was significant. Let, let's look at San Diego, though. It was just because the monkey was on BYU's back there. Five and seven in conference, 17 and 17. That's San Diego right now. Then the series with St. Mary's this weekend, way bigger than the series with St. Mary's. St. Mary's a top 50 RPI team. St. Mary's is good. According to Mike Littlewood, they have a first round draft pick pitcher. So Michael Rucker has his work uh, work cut out for him Thursday. 
We'll talk to Mike Littlewood coming up in just a bit. The BYU volleyball team also with their work cut out for them. Yeah, Sean Olmstead will join us. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join us. What was the most impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At DYoung1993, rugby 113-8 in a playoff game. On the road. I wonder if ASU scoreboard goes that high or if it just showed 13 to 8. So at some point, BYU was down 3 to 8 or something. <laughs> or 1 to 8. That, ha- that happened the- in 20, uh, or 2009. <laughs> there was a- I-, I called the game where BYU won 111 to 3, and it said 11 to 3 on the scoreboard. <laughs> now the scoreboard can handle 3 digits. A, l- a little more respectable at 11 to 3. Yeah. Or 13 to 8 for that matter. <laughs> you bring up a win. great question at DYoung1993. At MPSF underscore bias. Jerem loves this handle. Most impressive would be BYU volleyball since they limited USC to 88 total points in six sets this weekend. USC is typically at least competitive. In fact, they ended BYU season in the MPSF tournament last year. What a difference a year makes. Last year, BYU was on the road and lost. This year, BYU took to USC. And their season's over. BYU continues. Coming up, Sean Olmsted from BYU Volleyball. Does he think his team had the most impressive performance over the weekend? What about Mike Littlewood? The baseball coach joins us next. He's bringing the swag back to Studio B. Oh, and they play Utah tomorrow. Stay with us. He didn't bring glasses, did he? BYU Sports Station presented in part by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this moment. On Twitter, follow at BYU Sports Nation. And use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, baseball plays Utah tomorrow night, 8 Eastern time, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is the second game of the season. BYU won 6 to nothing in the first matchup. So a big week for the Cougars because they play Utah tomorrow. Then they play at St. Mary's, who is one game off the lead right now yeah. uh, in the WCC. So a huge week for baseball. What was the most impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? At BYU Teddy Bear 89. That's a nice handle. At BYU Rugby. Two exclamation marks. 113 to 8? Are you kidding me? Hashtag elite of the elite. And how about the broom for BYU volleyball? It was a great weekend. And that's what summoned kind of this trending topic and and Twitter question was, BYU did really, really well across the board. Jerem Jordan went with BYU baseball. The Batcats, the mustache mustache mafia lives on for doing something that they had not done in WCC play, and that brings us to our first in-studio guest, Mike Littlewood, the baseball coach at BYU. Back in studio, man. Nice to have you back. Hey, I would rather not be anywhere but right here with you guys. I don't see a monkey on your back anymore, which is a great thing. I told Brent Norton it was a gorilla. It wasn't a monkey. <laughs> you know, and you never want to say that but uh, or let people know that. But, it, I mean, everybody could feel it. I mean, and, and I, I didn't shy away from saying it was a, a big series for us. And sometimes you get a little bit, as a coach, a little bit tentative to go, ah, oh, no, not a big deal. When you play Utah, ah, oh, not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. You know, when, when somebody's beat you 16 times in a row uh, way before I got here and during my tenure here, it's a big deal, and uh, it was. It was. It felt like a grill off the back, and even uh, Tom Homo was on at, at Thursday night after the game. He's like, just you know, grabbing something <laughs> off my back. And, so it, you know, you guys aren't the only ones that thought that. So now, you, I want you to be honest with us here. How upset were you when we brought up the O and fifteen stat of the day? Not really. Okay, that's good. No, I really wasn't. No, not that not that I could do anything about it. <laughs> the power of the microphone. I mean, it's a fact. You know, it's a fact we had to face, and 
we've played them tough so many times, and then they've blown us out a couple times. But my first year here, we go down to San Diego. They have Chris Bryant and and Connor Joe, who ended up being another first rounder the next year. And uh, we played them. They beat us in extra innings every time. I mean, it was just it was an unbelievable series. I think two, one was extra innings, but then Chris Bryant hit a home run to tie it in the ninth, and they come back to score. And when we're trying to pitch around him, I mean, it was just one of those things that um, it was smoke and mirrors, but still we were close, and it just felt like, uh-oh. It's like putting or free throw shooting or, you know, those things in athletics that it just builds on, and then the more pressure and more pressure. So yeah. it was big. Number one, it was big to get the, the series win. But number two, just get the, get the monkey off the back and let's move forward with this thing. You can look at your, your starting pitching and kind of the influence that they have on the game. It's interesting. So Michael Rucker goes Thursday, 12-2 win. Uh, Maverick Buffo, uh, Friday, 13-1 win. And then I can't remember who started Saturday. Connor Williams started Connor Williams. Saturday. You're still trying to figure out that third start, right? You know, I think, I think Connor's doing a great job. He's, he's getting better and better. Uh, I think his first 12 innings he threw, he had 18 walks, you know, in the, to start the season. He's, we've talked about, he's an infant or a toddler when you talk about a, a pitching career. Mm. He threw a little bit his senior year in high school, didn't throw at Salt Lake Community College, went on a mission, and now he jumps into D, a, a competitive D, D1 league, and he's trying to pitch. He's got incredible tools. His, his uh, I mean, he, he runs it up there 95. We've seen 97. Yeah, wow. He's, he's, being, he's more, much more consistent. He threw five innings. I think he had four walks. Uh, his big thing was... We Tanner Chauncey gets his thumb caught in his jersey as he's running to first. The ball comes out of his glove, and and it leads to runs. And then the next, maybe the next or two innings later, the ball's hit right back to Connor with a guy on first base, and he throws the ball in left in center field. Uh, that would have been a double play, and he made that play a couple innings previous. So it, he did a good job. Um, I think the issue for me on the pitching side was. Hayden Rogers comes in and, and can't finish it because we we close the gap to six five and we're a line drive away from you know that their shortstop jumps and catches from going ahead. I mean it was a great great game, and then Hayden comes in and gives up a couple hits and and uh, Jordan Wood comes in he's ninety two ninety three and leaves the ball up in the zone. Those the little little things in, in baseball just turn games around. Looking at the West Coast Conference between. BYU, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, all three top 50 RPI teams right now. Is this a multi-bid league to the NCAA tournament right now, in your opinion? For sure. Uh, the West Coast, the pack's down a little bit. Um, you know, we hear that from all of the um, media outlets, that the D1 baseball perfect game, that, that the West Coast is down a little bit. And I think our conference is up. Uh, we're pretty good. St. Mary's is really good. Gonzaga's really good. And we know that Pepperdine, LMU, and those are all going to be solid teams. And so when you're you're kind of fighting it out against one one another it just makes your your league that much better so yeah it's nice to have those the the three teams high in the rpi and i I think if we finish out the season yeah it's going to be a multiple bid league for sure kalani satake uh throughout the first pitch saturday um what did you say to him after it uh brushed the dirt a little bit uh, I didn't say anything. He's a lot bigger than me. I just, I just said <laughs> That's nice. weird because everyone says I stuff said, hey, to me great about throw. mine. Yeah. <laughs> Jerem's throw, yeah, Jerem's throw was better, and I, I got all over Jerem, but Kalani's a little bit bigger. So I said, hey, great great throw. Come back anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> and then Friday night, I think you had, what, Nick Kurtz and Fred Warner and Taysom Hill? We had about yeah. six of them come out, and uh, they, they were pretty good. Uh, Taysom tried to hump it up a little bit. And, 75 or something on the game? Yeah, maybe 76, maybe 74. I can't really remember, but – 
I think he was expecting to see 88 up there. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was. Yeah. Sean Olmstead threw out the first pitch on Thursday night. This was uh, quite the weekend for first It pitches. was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. The crowds were incredible. I just talked to Kevin Kindred in our marketing department. I think we, we probably averaged 20 on the weekend, probably 2,400 people uh, per game on the weekend. It's just I mean, it's, the support has been incredible, um, and I, I just, you know, I keep my fingers crossed every day we're going to show up and play and keep the thing going and keep people coming out. Because it's a, if you haven't been out to one of our games and sit in the stands, it's a, it's a big-time minor league atmosphere. Uh, the marketing department does an incredible job. Bill Hoops on the PA. I mean, it's just a great atmosphere to be around, and sometimes I have to tell my guys in the dugout, hey, the game's down here. It's not up in the stands where everything's going on, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it's, a, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun, exciting environment. What kind of pitching rotation can we expect tomorrow against Utah? Uh, we haven't had a staff meeting yet to talk about that, but uh, it'll be somewhat of a staff day, maybe not inning by inning. Um, but I think probably a couple innings per guy, you know, is probably going to be it. So we have everybody fresh for the weekend. I'm thinking Hayden Rogers might start the game. Um, Maverick had a little bit of an issue with his forearm, so I might not throw him at all mm. um, tomorrow. We'll just have to see that. Talk to Alex Davis, our trainer today, and and find that out. It's always interesting, you know. Just that it, we had Kendall Motes go down was going to be our number two after the fall. He was our number two starter. I mean, he's he's a kid who throws eighty nine, ninety two, three pitch mix, and and he went down, had four bones taken out of his elbow just a couple weeks ago. Wow, Whoa. was good. He didn't have to have Tommy John. It was nice. He'll be back, but that kind of put us back. It would have allowed us to to start Connor Williams on those midweek games. And now it kind of just, you know, we have to kind of piece things together on those midweek games, which is fine because the guys out of the, out of the pen are doing a, a tremendous job for the most part. The last time you played Utah, you had a similar situation. I think you threw eight guys and combined mm-hmm. for a shutout against the Utes who are surprisingly one of the leaders of the Pac-12 right yeah. now. So what does this game mean tomorrow in terms of like your overall season and what it does for your RPI and stuff like that? Well, it means exactly what it means every time we play Utah. It, I look at it as a must win. I looked at it as a must win in from 1985 to 1988 when I was a player here. Uh, and I look at it as a must win right now. It's for, for many reasons. It's, uh, it's our, our strongest rivalry. It's uh, in-state bragging rights. It's recruiting. I mean, it's it's all those things, and you know, we just can't be shy about saying that, th- that this is a pressure game. I mean, we just we know that we we have to just go execute and, and play. And if if guys throw strikes, it's almost tougher to face a new guy every single inning than it is to see a guy the second or third time and go, oh, this is how his slider breaks, or this is how his fastball runs in on me. It's like, oh, what's this guy going to bring? And it's and it's kind of new. So if guys can go in and throw strikes and, and compete, it's almost a better situation to to have a staff day like that. Let's ask you our Twitter question. What was the most impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? Well, I think anytime you win your league, it's it's pretty impressive. So Sean Olmstead and, and men's volleyball, I'd have Did to give props to those guys. Is that what you uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to come We're in. I might, Sean in right I now. might pass him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, Sean I just want to – and, and, hey, best first pitch we've ever seen, by the way. So oh, yeah. it was it was quality. <laughs> He just said that in front of two people that threw out a <laughs> yeah. first pitch like the week before, man. <laughs> like I meant it. <laughs> Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach at BYU, joining us in Studio B, recapping a series win over San Diego and now looking forward to not only Utah tomorrow, but that road series at St. Mary's. The Gales, uh, one game back of BYU right now in the WCC standings. What do you know about them? What do they bring to the table in Moraga? They're a veteran. They're a veteran team. When you go to Moraga and play, it's it, their their field's nice, but it's kind of like a high school type field, and it, it sometimes it's easy to get 
just complacent there, uh, so they lull you to sleep a little bit. But potential first rounder on Thursday, a good, really good lefty on on uh, Friday, and uh, another good right hander on Saturday. They can really, really pitch it. They've got a veteran group. Uh, Anthony Villa plays third base for them, and just a tough, tough out. But they're surrounded. Uh, Nolan's our catcher, and they're they're surrounded by good hitters. They have a lineup similar to ours where. One through nine, there's not an easy out. We really have to battle. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a challenge, and I'm looking forward to seeing. I wish I was a fan so I could remove myself a little bit and go watch that Thursday game and 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 watch that pitching. Uh, you know, somebody that's just as good as Mike and having just as good a year. It's going to be pretty exciting. And that uh, that'll be on BYU Radio, I believe. You can listen to that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. it will be. Brent, I haven't Brent seen the W TV uh, mentioned on that one, so we'll, we'll look. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, last week we uh, we chatted about someone that had an allergic reaction. I think at Portland, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what player it was, but it was Connor. It was Connor right? Williams. Connor. Yeah. So yeah. So he's he's better. Did you figure out what happened? Ha- didn't figure it out. No, we we have no idea. In fact, he's going to go. And I told you guys, it was it was unbelievable. The, you joked that he looked like Will Smith on, on Hitch. Hitch. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. Well, we're in the dugout, and I told him that. I go, you know, you look like Will Smith on Hitch. Have you ever seen that? And he goes, and he kind of gave me this really dirty look, like. <laughs> I, so I bet I mean he's Connor's six four like two fifteen so I I just walked away. <laughs> hey Alex, you got it. <laughs> Don't look in the mirror right now. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. Let's talk about Mike Rucker. He's seven and zero, and I believe at the time that was tied for the most wins in the country. Maybe that held over the weekend. I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers closely enough, but. He's 7-0 and as a starter, and Colton Shaver didn't mince words. He, we asked him about it when he was in the studio, and he said, it's amazing to watch him pitch. Like He, he picks his spot, and he throws it there. And then you told me on Thursday night, hey, he's not as sharp as he has mm-hmm. been. You win that game 12-2, to and he wins the game anyway. So yeah. How good is Mike Rucker? Well, that's the nice thing about Mike. I mean, a lot of pitchers will take their second, like not their best stuff, and, and they'll, they'll go out after three innings just because they can't survive. Uh, but Mike – his problem Thursday night was his fastball was running a little bit too much, so he couldn't control it. I mean, it's, it was running six or eight inches, so he really couldn't spot up his fastball like he wanted to. Threw enough of them to get outs, but his slider was was money, mm. and his changeup was okay and, and got some swings. And so Mike's when Mike takes his maybe secondary stuff out there, he still has a chance to win, where most guys don't, and that that's the that's the difference. I mean, our pitchers in the past and and you know you'd look at Maverick Buffalo if he doesn't take his he'll compete like he did last week because I thought he was the same he he competed but once in a while early in the year he won't take his best stuff out there and, and he has a, a trouble getting out of the third or fourth he's getting better at that which is nice and I think Mike's maybe rubbing off but it is it's if you were to ask Trent Pratt who calls the pitches how fun it is to call a game for a guy where you know that you call this pitch and it's going to go there that's pretty fun how has this team evolved from the start of the season to now you think I think we've just settled in. I, I, we've always played with confidence. Uh, we, we know we're pretty good. You know, we've had a couple. Brendan Anderson goes out with a thumb injury, and who knows? We're, we're going to find out what, what happens to him today. But Noah Hill steps in. and Well, the first night, uh, Daniel Schneeman steps in and, and ropes a double right away. And then we face uh, the left-hander, and Noah Hill comes in and gets a hit and makes, it, makes a diving play. And so I think everybody's staying ready. The, the thing that I tell everybody about this team is they love each other. Not like they love each other. They'll go play for each other, and if, if a guy's struggling, they'll pick him up. Um, that's the – I mean, if you could ask Sean when he sits in this seat next, that's the most important. Once you have talent, that's the, that's the most important thing you can have on a team because if you have one guy who doesn't buy in, it affects the entire team. We don't have one of the, those guys this year. 
We've seen BYU baseball succeed with depth and right field and now with the uh, Brennan Anderson situation, and uh, we'll definitely keep a close eye on that. But let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, Coach, let's do for it. the road. Let's do it. I'll take it. Let's keep the Mustache Mafia alive in yeah. Moraga. Thanks, Mustaches guys. over Moraga. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor boy strikes again. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we're going to talk to the guy that Mike Littlewood said had the most impressive weekend. The head coach of BYU Volleyball, Sean Holmes, said championship. <laughs> He's looking fresh He's as always. He's got neon shoes on. Always. He does. Always. Welcome back, sports friends. On a Monday, BYU Sports Nation back to work. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Top-ranked, number one, BYU men's volleyball takes on UC Irvine this Saturday in the conference quarterfinal of the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. Uh, big game for BYU, who's now the number one seed. Irvine uh, won Saturday against, or they lost, and Cal Baptist then lost. So Irvine snuck in there at the last second. 9 Eastern time this Saturday. Check it out live from the Smithfield House. BYU Volleyball got there as the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation regular season champions by sweeping USC on Friday and Saturday. They have now won the regular season title for the third time in the last four seasons. That's crazy. The MPSF is really tough, so the fact that BYU's done that is pretty impressive. The 22nd-ranked Batcats beat San Diego in baseball Friday and then lost Saturday, but won the Series 2-1, so the Mustache Mafia survives. BYU hosts Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern time, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. What a weekend for track and field, led by three Cougars who had notable performances in the Sun Angel Classic in Tempe. Shaq Walker said he wanted to run under 145 in the 800. Well, he broke his own record, ran a 144.99, the fastest time in the NCAA since 2012. Four years! Shea Collinsworth also ran a 203.21 for the fourth fastest 800 in school history and third fastest in the NCAA. And Jesse White ran the fourth fastest 400 in school history with a 45.92. Top-ranked BYU Rugby beat Arizona State 113-8 in the Varsity Cup round of 16. 113-8. The Cougars play at Dartmouth Saturday. Joining us now in Studio B, our second head coach guest and a head coach of the recently crowned MPSF champion BYU Volleyball yeah, yeah. Sean Olmstead. Coach, congratulations. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I just want to give a little shout-out to Mike Littlewood because I was out there waiting, watching uh, the production go, and good-looking guy. Very good-looking. He's handsome. You know, hair uh, on point, outfit, and I, here I come just kind of strolling in. Uh, <laughs> whatever, you know. <laughs> so there you go, Such, Mike. Yeah. Way to keep, it, uh, keep us all uh, on par. He said uh, in our Twitter question, which is, what's the most impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? He said men's volleyball because he won the championship. Oh, Mike's awesome. He's been, every time uh, I see him, every time that we cross paths, you know, he's up there at the field. But when we do, he's just, he's such a good guy. He's a really, really good guy. And uh, I threw out the first pitch uh, last week. I got to say, I did pretty good, um, especially compared with Jerem. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jerem's performance about four years ago, I got up there, I put my big boy pants on, got on the mound and just kind of ripped it in there, you know. Everyone what? told me, don't go on the mound. You're not going to be able to... Be able to tell the depth perception. Come on, 
Just let's go. Get up there and get it in there. I'm going to find your weakest moment <laughs> and exploit that because that's hey, what you did. It was one of your colleagues that showed me the film on the court. Hey, have you ever seen Jerem throw out the first pitch and he brought up his phone? And there we, there we have it right there. I, I can delete this from YouTube. I've chosen not to because I'm a man. I'm not 40, but I'm a man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to like 04 and just find some serve that you just whiffed and be like, Sean, see that There now? you go. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it was a fun weekend because um, you want a championship yeah and, which is very cool yet uh you guys did not celebrate it that hard which says a lot about the focus of what's left to do i've been impressed by that how, how have you been able to keep that going with your team yeah that's just what we're constantly talking about with the guys with our coaches and so i i felt the same you know okay hey we we've we got it we won the mpsf champion you know the the title um, and, and I had lunch with Gil Fellingham, if you guys know him from the stats department up on campus. He's worked uh, with the NFL, the NBA, with USA Volleyball. He's done a lot of work with those guys. We went out to lunch Friday, and he just said, Sean, I don't think people understand how hard it is to win an MPSF title. It's got to be the hardest thing of any of these conferences on campus or, or, or in the country. It's as comparable. And people say SEC, and I still don't think that's comparable. Mm. But, um, you know, I'm just the guys, their focus, the, what they did two weeks ago when they went on the road to UCLA, who was number one at the time, playing very well, you know, shows a lot to these guys and credit to these boys for just staying focused. And when we won that, when that ball dropped and Carson hit that ball to win the match, you know, they're definitely, the, there was more. They got, the guys wanted more, and they just knew okay great now what now what and uh they've kind of maintained that and so it's a credit to the boys for doing that and our coaches just continually talking about that and we're back at it already they've got that killer instinct i think byu photo snapped a shot of jake langlois uh after the match we'll, we'll pull it maybe you've seen it we'll show it to you but he is super intense and it was it was fun to watch but you know there's this there's this trend if you're looking at the picture <laughs> right go. now okay it's angry jake yes. like when kobe bryant get, goes jaw face like you know what I'm saying? The lower jaw comes out, kind of biting his lip. <laughs> that was what Jake did. Yeah. Yes. But to beat USC the way that you did, a lot of teams can't do that. They kind of relax. Or, so did it add was – it, was there any more, I don't know, celebratory factor in your mind because of the way that you played, the way that you won the championship? No, the guys, you know, look at the performance Friday night. I mean, they were rolling. The guys were just rolling. It, it didn't – I don't think at that time – it would have really mattered who was on the other side of the net. Just the volleyball on our side was a good high-level volleyball. It went down a little, you know, um, Saturday night, and uh, I was happy that we could get some other guys in and get them reps and get them that experience to play. And, you know, there's so many guys that have done and mean so much to this team that it was nice to get those guys in. But But the way... You know, those matches in sports, you know, when you're going into that and you know, okay, if we just protect home floor against a team that has nothing to lose, <clears throat> you never know. You know, we've all seen that in those sports movies. You know, we've all seen yes. what happens there. So we tried not to overhype it or overplay it. And I said from the end of UCLA, because a lot of people were like, whoa, what'd you guys just do? You know, the guys were hearing it, and I know that. And so I think you, it's important to recognize it. You can't just shy away from it and hope nobody says anything, because in reality, they are. In this day and age with social media and everything out there, you know, the best part was, uh, I love this, uh, a, a good friend, a good friend and, and a coaching colleague, text myself and uh, Jay, one of the assistants, and he says, uh, 
congrats, you guys, it's unbelievable, so happy for you guys, what you guys have accomplished, and I didn't know what to write, I'm sitting there looking at my phone, like, I don't know what to say, like, because I don't want to say thanks, we haven't done anything yet, <laughs> yes. and so Jay, uh, Jay just took it up a whole next level, and he says, we haven't even done anything, and that's all he put to him, and the guy was like, yep, spoken like a true coach, and I just said, love it, Jay, you know, and I, uh, you know, and then, uh, then he texts us again after we won these matches, and Jay wrote back, we still haven't done anything, and so... <laughs> After UCLA, all I told the guys over and over again is, look, we have three more matches to play. That's all that was given at that time, which was two USC and now a quarterfinal matchup. But beyond that, there's nothing that we've got to go grind and we've got to go accomplish the rest. And I feel like these guys, that's exactly what they want to do. I see a a similar ideology or feeling to what I experienced with some of my roommates who were on the rugby team. In 2009, Mm -hmm. they had lost four straight national championships in an embarrassing fashion to Cal. Cal. And their focus was so great that year, and they ended up winning in dramatic fashion, and it was an emotional thing. Because they had not won yet, um, the standard at BYU was so high. You Mm -hmm. constantly look up at those blue banners, and you see the last one was the team you played on. Uh Has that helped the team's focus in that, listen, our goal is that, it's not the MPSF per se. Yeah, you know, it's on the way there. Yeah, you know, there's like I've said before, there's goals and there's objectives. And okay, let's let's talk about them as we go. And as we move along, and I said at the end, I wrote some lines up at the end after uh, SC. And I said, you know, we go through stages a training phase, different phases, stages, training, preseason, conference season, and congrats on accomplishing that. You know, and I kept it at that. And uh, apart from that, I said, now go be good. Don't make stupid decisions and don't uh, do anything to compromise all these wonderful things we've got going on. And now they've got finals coming. They've got distractions. There's people that want more of their attention and time. And so, you know, there is a focus and there is a there's some of these guys, a couple of them that were here the last time that they lost in finals and semifinals. And so there's hey, there's something that they're striving for and and pushing to and and I think you know I, I like their focus and their drive and the reality is we're going to be from here on out it's good volleyball it's going to be high level volleyball and these guys have an ability to play at a high level and so we as coaches have to just keep them focused keep on them and, and keep them going forward to make sure that they're on the right track it's great to win championships and obviously a fantastic thing to have home court advantage as long as you keep winning but what's the best part about being able to have home court for the MPSF tournament yeah, the best part is just to, you know, for me, it's that we get to just be kind of in our routines and they're not affected by, you know, the other team. When you're on the road, hey, you can only get in the gym at this time. So you got to kind of move your schedule around. Now we've got some routines. We've got some kind of habits in place that we know when we're home. And that's what we're going to go do as coaches. And then the players get to do that as well. And they get to, of course, you know, don't need to travel, don't need to kind of put the time aside to do that. And those are all some, some nice advantages. And then, of course, you consider the Smithfield House, the fans, the support. It's, uh, it's going to be a rocking, exciting environment. And uh, the fans, we can't thank them enough. And just the production of the entire event is, uh, you know, top level. And I think the guys enjoy that. They feed off that. And they've shown that, that they're really excited to get after it here at home. And for the fans' sake, they'll be on BYU TV. So they're very excited about and that as well. we've got Jerem there. So yeah. that's the and big Steve time. Ale, and, and Steve. Long. Sorry, yeah, sorry. It'll be awesome. But it's um, about Jerem. No, it's not. <laughs> um, UC Irvine scares me to death. It's about death. the top button. <laughs> yes, it's about the top button, baby. <laughs> it's about the top button. Sorry. UC Irvine scares me to death as an eight seed. I mean, they're the eight? Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, you, you went down to Irvine and you won in three both nights. And that was kind of a sign of how good this team was, I think, kind of early. But 
What did they bring to the table as an eight seed in the quarterfinal? Yeah, if you look, if you look at the matchup, once the guys see us on the court, you know the first thing is people are going to look at them and go, "Wow, these guys kind of look similar to BYU. They've got some big, strong boys over there," and uh, you know, so they're going to be similar in that. And you know, it's it's Irvine's created an outstanding program out there, and they've just kind of gone through some weird phases. But I, I told the guys after, at the end of that road trip. We're going to see this team again. And then it was, you know, strange as I saw things unfold. I'm like, man, they're not winning volleyball matches. But I was still pretty certain that that was going to happen. And then it was funny how it came down to this last weekend where we're talking as coaches. I tried to get the guys not to talk about it, but we were, you know, behind closed doors up to a certain point. Finally, we just, hey, we don't need to talk about it anymore. What's going to happen is going to happen. But that's a good team. They're physical, they're strong, and, uh, you know, they've played here, they've won here, they've won a national championship on this very floor, and so they're going to, you know, they're excited to be in the playoffs. They're one of their better players. Actually, right after we played at Irvine, he had a two, maybe almost three-month injury, and he's now back the last three matches. Hershko. Hershko, and so he's a very, very good volleyball player, very good competitor, uh, just has a lot of heart and a lot of fight, and so he's going to be back, you know, uh, considering all circumstances, I would imagine he's going to be back, and that's what we've seen, and so it's going to be a great matchup for number one and eight. Let's get you some BYU Sports Nation karma before you get out of Studio B, and also, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, is... Is the neon thing a superstitious thing, or is it, or is it just style where you're like, it's, it's Sean it's being just, Sean, man? It's just, I don't know. I mean, my wife, I, I've said this before, and people don't believe me, but there is, it happens two to three times a week where I get, I leave before she wakes up, <laughs> I get home at the end of the day, and she just goes, you really wore that tour today. <laughs> and I said, I didn't even look at myself in the mirror. I just grabbed whatever. Looks good. Shoes feel good. Got to go. You to feel work. good. You look good, and you do good. So, yes. uh, but I, I I love her, and and she just she said it went back to when I played. She actually did say when she see me with my teammates. She was a soccer player, and she just thought you were just always weird. You know, you had a Bob Marley <laughs> shirt, and your guys all had a BYU shirts, and you're out there practicing. And so, you know, uh, whether that swept her off her feet or just went, you know, I kind of just like that this guy's independent. I've had multiple offers for uh, shopping sprees. Like, hey, can we help you out here? And I just, it's who I am. And, you know, like I said, I think the people around me know. And they just laugh and I laugh and I really, it's me. And, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to change. And Don't. it's just who Don't, I am. Sean. So I've got the jazz socks. I did actually grab the jazz socks because we're hoping for a jazz win tonight. So okay. I've got the jazz, the okay. Stockton and Malone socks. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's some thought into a few things as I get ready for the day. Represent, man. <laughs> Focus. Please don't change <laughs> all aspects. <laughs> Congratulations again on the Thank championship, you guys. No, man, I and uh, good it. luck uh, in the MPSF tournament. We mostly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a 105-point win for rugby in the playoffs. What? On the road? What? That's just one of the sweet topics we're going to discuss. Buffalo Soldier! <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. I should have said Studio Bizzle. Anytime you have Neon and Sean Olmstead in, that is grounds for the Studio Bizzle. Yeah, just don't throw it in the dirt. 22nd ranked baseball <laughs> plays Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern time, BYU TV and BYU Radio. What did Kalani Stocky and I have in common? 
First pitch is in the dirt. That's about it. <laughs> is there anything, I was going to say, is there anything else? What was the most and impressive performance by a BYU team or athlete this weekend? At that, WileyGuy91 says, does Rexasaurus Rex working the mic at the BYU volleyball he game did count? Friday, yeah. Hashtag crushed it. See the new Kate Hansen? Nate Austin? Who's on our crew <laughs> until after today. She's Are we going to get Nate on our crew? <laughs> Are we? That would be oh. the first seven-footer on the crew. Jerem, I've been waiting such a long time to do this. Hmm. What's up? With you. Okay, I did it with Brian Logan, but now it is being instituted. It is called what? Number one. Here's how it works. We throw out something <laughs> random or amazing. Okay, yeah, WQT. What? And we give our reaction and why it de- it receives that degree of what. Number one, Jerem. Jimmer Fredette's season is over. What? He was in the D-League playoffs. They lost uh, to the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Sky Force! Whatever the heck that is. Jimmer uh, finished the season averaging 21 points a game. It was fun to see Jimmer Fredette play in the United States of America because that won't always be the case. I, I wonder when he makes the jump to Europe. Is it next season? Is it the year after that? Is the NBA li- uh, dream still alive? Because he was, at the beginning of the season, he had a little stint with the Pelicans. Remember where he didn't, he didn't play, but he was on that roster. Then he was uh, DNP CD a couple times with the Knicks, but he had the ten day contract. So yeah, bummer. Fun to see him play in the D League, but it's the D League. We aspire higher, and it's over. And it's and it's over. I it was still going? Question mark. (laughs) It's the D League. (laughs) All right. Okay. Number two, BYU rugby wins their opening round varsity cup game, one thirteen to eight over Arizona State. Uh, what? 105-point victory in the playoffs on the road? What, what happened, Arizona State? Hashtag Pac-12 LOL. What in the world? The Olympic sports. Bring it on. Like, it's a round of 16 playoff <laughs> game. You lose by 105 on your home field? Well, I know BYU rugby is amazing. Well. But is Arizona State yeah. that bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good you are what you do. Not what you hope to do. What you do and what you did was lose by 105. Number three, Shaq Walker gets his sub 145 in the 800. What? I can't believe that happened, Chris Tucker. I can't believe that he got a sub 145. He talked about it that week, and then he went and did it. Dude, if I need to get something done, I'm going to give it to Shaq Walker. That's what I'm going to do. He just finds a way to break records. He's And listen, he's still young. Like, he's got, what, another, uh, it was, what, a junior? This is going to be fantastic for him. All right, bro, set it up. Number four. Number four. BYU has a fencing club. Let me channel my inner Englishman. Uh, what? (laughs) Nice (laughs) T. What? What? A fencing club at BYU? Are they good? We need to talk to them. We need to get in on this. I don't know. I just saw an article in the Daily Herald, and this morning we were like, BYU has a fencing club? Is that the next BYU Sports Nation commercial? The fencing club? Oh, boy. I'm God. Beep. Yeah, Zorro. I'll be Zorro. <laughs> That's like the coolest fencer of all time, right? Zorro. Oh, is there sword, anyone? Is there swordsman? a cooler fencer swordsman? than Zorro ever? <laughs> or Inigo Montoya? You kill my father. Prepare to die. Yes, that's true. Number five. Listen to this. The NCAA has established a three-year moratorium on the creation of new football bowl games. What? This is good because we had random too many bowl games happening. All over the place, and it's good that the NCAA is like, 
Wait a minute. Last season, there were like three five-win teams in bowl games. They couldn't fill them. Two Mountain West Conference teams played each other in a bowl game, which is one of the dumbest things ever. You think there's a problem? Yes. Houston, there's a problem. Thank you. I'm out. The NCAA had a good idea. Unlike the satellite camps. The NCAA had a good idea. Amazing. For the student athletes. (laughs) So that we don't have to pay them insurance. (laughs) So we don't have to pay them insurance. Workers' compensation. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a winning weekend is recapped in the Cougar Whip. What was your favorite part? BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Volleyball. volleyball. Top-ranked men's volleyball beat USC in three Friday and Saturday to win the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation regular season title for the third time in the last four years. The Cougars host UC Irvine Saturday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Baseball. The 22nd-ranked Batcats beat San Diego in baseball Friday and lost Saturday but won the series two games to one. So the Mustache Mafia, Colton Shaver, Lick, is still sticking around. BYU hosts Utah tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Track and field. Three Cougars had notable performances in the Sun Angel Classic in Tempe over the weekend. Shaq Walker ran a 144.99 in the 800. That's a new BYU record and the fastest time in the NCAA since 2012. Shea Collinsworth also ran a 203.21 for the fourth fastest 800 in school history and third fastest in the country this season. And Jesse Pinkman, Walter White, ran the fourth fastest <laughs> 400 in school history with a 45.92. Rugby. You can end the show now. You're breaking bad references in. BYU yeah, Rugby, yeah. the top-ranked team in the country, beat Arizona State 113-8 to in the Varsity Cup round of 16. 113-8. to The Cougars play at Dartmouth on Saturday. Softball. I just feel bad for those guys a little bit. Arrow here. The Cougars lost the three-game series to LMU after two losses Saturday. Tennis. Men's team beat San Francisco 4-0 on Saturday. The women's team lost to Santa Clara 4-1. Golf. The Cougars host the Ping Cougar Classic today at the Riverside Country Club. Jimmer. Burnett scored 26 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and a loss to the Sioux Falls Sky Force. His Westchester Knicks are out of the D-League playoffs. Jimmer ended the season averaging 21 a game, shot 41% from the three-point line. Baseball. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law went two for four, both singles for the Tulsa Drillers. Adam Miller pitched one inning, had a strikeout and a save for the Mobile Bay Bears. And Jacob Brugman was 0 for four with two strikeouts for the Midland Rockets. Merrill Hodge of ESPN will join us. TJ Hawes back from his mission, also on the show, and former Cougar quarterback and Major League pitcher Ryan Hancock. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. It's got to go to Shaq Walker. Shaq Walker, new school record. Awesome. Unbelievable. Our elite tweet of the day from at Kristen1258. What was the most impressive performance by BYU over the weekend? BYU Rugby, 08. At Shaq Walker, 08. BYU Volleyball, oh, I give up. It was all awesome. It Thanks to awesome. all of our guests. For Jeremy Spencer, shout out to Kevin Hambly. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Buffalo Soldier.